0: Man, our intro is such a bop, dude. It is so good. You say that every week, but it's just straight facts. So, It hasn't changed. Just like the love of Jesus. Mm. Amen, brother. (laughs) What's up, V12?
1: It's good to be back with you guys. We talked tonight about Philippians. We jumped on into that. And uh, it was a good time, I thought. I thought it was a lot of good info. I mean, I I taught it though, so I hope it was good for everybody else too.
0: Yeah, the book of Philippians is really rich and I really like it because um, the majority of it is Um, it can be put into practice. There's a lot of practicality within the text, which is really encouraging.
1: Yeah, just like the book of James, both of those are really easy to just live out. So I hope Philippians, if you did the reading ahead this week and you've already, you read chapter one before tonight, good for you. Keep reading ahead. Read chapter two before next week. Um, It's not only going to prep you for V12, but it's going to prep you for life because there's a lot of good life application in there.
0: Yeah, and you're getting into the Word during the week, and mm. we're never going to say no to that. Mm. Like, we're going to encourage you guys to do that every day. Why would you eat once a week? You should eat every day. Facts. Jesus is our daily bread. By the way, saw that uh, McDonald's text you sent me today on those nuggies? Hey. Okay. If y'all haven't had... McDonald's chicken nuggies with the buffalo sauce, oh. specifically buffalo sauce. Oh. None of this ranch, none yes, of this. If you go sweet and sour, you can
1: go to yeah, another youth None group, of this soy boy, soy sauce,
0: or anything like that. <laughs> Wait, they give you soy sauce? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be pretty messed up. But, Maybe the McDonald's in Hong Kong gives you soy sauce, but out here, it's straight ranch. Straight ranch, homie. <laughs> That one got Lucas. (laughs) You lost me. (laughs) Hey, let's get back into what we talked about tonight. The first thing I want to hit was just how we talked about the reliability of the text of Philippians. Um, How we know when it was written, roughly. We're very confident in that. How we have so many... Um, very close to original manuscripts. We don't have any original manuscripts of anything in the Bible, but these were so close to the originals and they're so unchanged over the years. That's one of the really cool parts about the Bible and why I put so much faith in it. One of the reasons is because it is so well traced back to its origins. We know exactly what it said when it was written. We know exactly uh, what the author's intent was. It's not like it was lost over hundreds of years and reconfigured after the fact. It is so close to the original that we know exactly what it was about. And so we can read it and apply it to our lives and know that that's exactly what the author was meaning to say. And I think that's not only true of Philippians, but the whole Bible. And it's a reason that um, I don't think that it is true, but that's a reason that I find the Bible so easy to stake my life on and to live for.
0: Yeah. And I think that Paul as a writer does a really good job of um, giving us those certain details and making sure that his letters are reliable Um, like in the book of Romans, he clearly states that he is writing from Corinth in Romans chapter 16 and a bunch of other like different books. He clearly states like maybe which jail he's in, where he's writing from and stuff like that. So Paul wants to make sure that, you know, his, the letters that he's writing are also very credible. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Paul's epistles are full of those little, those little clues. And then also the gospels, they mention people by name and you know, they were written so closely to the events, it would be so easy to just go and ask this person, hey, did this really happen? Or did Paul really tell you this? Or is this what Jesus really did? And if it wasn't true, they could have just debunked it right then and there. But everyone validated it because it was written so closely to the originals, and it's just completely um, its completely factual, and it's so easy to see that it's the truth. It's, you know, we talk about faith and, and there is an element of having to believe in faith, but it's not blind faith. It's like this historically um, makes sense. And it's not something we're just choosing to believe willy It's like, okay, this is so well recorded that to deny it is to deny history. It's to, de- to deny, uh, you know, the fact that this has not changed over hundreds, thousands of years, and it's just really well-documented.
0: Exactly. The Bible isn't just a religious book. It's full of history. There's evidence of science, advancements in science and so much other stuff as well. So,
1: yeah. So all that to say, as we're reading the book of Philippians, you don't have to wonder, is this true? Is this what God really said through Paul? Yes, we can say with absolute assurance and confidence that this is what Paul wrote and that it was inspired from the Holy Spirit. So let's get into kind of what First first Philippians. Yeah, we read first Philippians, not second Philippians, first Philippians. Psych, there's only one Philippians. Well, we read Philippians 1, and we talked about the three things that Paul did, did not focus on in his life. He did not focus on his life circumstances, he did not focus on his life plan, and he did not focus on his bodily safety. Instead, he focused on the mission of Christ, and in this, he is calling us to do those things too. So, Lucas, my question for you is, of those three things, which is it hardest to submit to Jesus, your current life circumstances, your plan for your life, or your bodily safety?
0: Yeah, I think currently in this season, it's definitely my life plan Um, and just yeah, having different opportunities of just trying to figure out where God wants to send me in the foreseeable future and just having a balance of um, being content in my current season and really just being an ambassador for the kingdom, but also, um, yeah, not worrying about the future, but also being prepared for the future. Um, And yeah, just for me, like I've been able to spend a, a lot of time in prayer and, talking about it with community and stuff like that. And I'm currently, as I sit here right now, I'm very at peace with where God has me. And I trust his faithfulness and I trust his, um, yeah, just uh, the goodness and faithfulness of God and that he's going to provide. So yeah, but um, definitely I think when I'm in an unhealthy season of life, then my life plan that, the life plan of that question. That's the easiest one to become an riskier. idol for you. Yes.
1: Well, I knew you weren't going to say bodily safety because you ate a McD's today. So you clearly are living risky
0: with that. True. And if I'm going to die tonight, then I'm going to die rage. Why so. not die with a nugget in your
1: hand? That's what I got to say. I mean, facts. Um, yeah, I think what you said is so true. And so many students listening to this are in that phase of planning their lives out. And that's good things. You should think about that. But we can never let it supersede what Jesus has for us and overtake him in affection in our heart. We should never love our plan for our life more than we love him. We should always hold our plans loosely um, so that if Jesus wants to take them or shape them in some way, we're open to that change. So um, we we ended by talking about Paul's promise and his challenge. His promise was that Jesus is enough for you, that if you stake your life on him, you build your life on him and his teachings – it will be enough to sustain you, to fill that hole inside you that nothing else can fill. And then he also challenged us that nothing else is going to fill that, that even the best life plan, even the best life circumstances, even living in the most secure place, um, that's never going to fill you up. It's never going to be enough for you. And we see people all the time who stake their lives on this and it doesn't work out. So Paul promises us that and he challenges us. And I think we just wanted to get you guys out of here on this as we're a little over our time, even that You know, we wanted to ask that question like we just asked tonight. Maybe think about it some more as you go to sleep tonight or throughout the week. Um, What am I valuing over Jesus? Is there anything that I am putting over him in my heart? Like, is it my life circumstances? Is there something that I am not trusting him with? Is it my plan for my life? Is it my desire to be safe and secure? Um, Don't let those things, those good things, don't let those good things become barriers to following Jesus.
0: Yeah. Really spend time in self-reflection. Um, self-reflection is a very important part of our walk and it helps us grow closer to God. So um, take some time this week and really just either journal or pray or talk to a friend or something like that. It, I think it will really help you.
1: Nailed it. All right, guys. We're out of here. We'll see ya. See ya.